buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and put on your elbow pads, knee pads, and helmet that you have branded with your Fruitball team logo. Is that something? Uh, is Fruitball something? Okay. Sidebar. Yeah. You saw Fruitball, right? I saw Fruitball. I'm just saying what oh, thank I'm God. just like, it seems bad, is what I mean. Oh, it seems it's it seems very bad. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Fruitball. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. You scared me. I thought that I was about to be the only one here who knows what Fruitball is. Sam, there's no such thing as Fruitball. No, you can't tell me there's no such thing as Fruitball. Fruitball. I have put a minimum of three minutes into it every time I've played this game. Fruitball never existed. I've spent six minutes playing Fruitball in my life, and that's six minutes too many, and I'll never get over it. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's even close to being as good as Blitzball. Well, I mean, high bar. It's a high bar. We're talking this time about Aqua's journey to Disney Town. We got Deep Space, we got Olympus Coliseum, we got Neverland. I think that's where we stopped. Did we go to Destiny Islands? We did. We did. Okay. What an exciting week. I I stapled Destiny Islands onto the end because I felt like nothing happened otherwise. Stuff happened. I just don't like very much of it. <laughs> we we got some big questions answered this week. We learned who Captain Justice was. Yeah, I it was fucking Pete. I still have some theories. Yeah. I think I think we're going to see more of Captain Justice. I'm not sure about Captain Dark, but I I'm not I'm not sold. Well, Captain Dark probably got killed by Captain Justice. <laughs> uh, That's why they call him Captain Justice. Yeah. Cuz Captain Dark was a uh, uh some sort of rogue, I believe he said. <laughs> yeah, Ericus killed him. Yeah. <laughs> AKA Captain Justice. <laughs> <laughs> the real Captain Justice. So you didn't like this? No, not very much. I don't think that they know what they're doing with Aqua. I I feel like they didn't give her a story. She's just like the cleanup crew for all the Disney storylines. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 last half we watched last week, I was like, oh, there's like this theme of um. Love being a thing that can con- like maybe be more important than dark and light. Okay, that's that's interesting. Um, tell that to Zach. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of things to tell to Zach and all the people at the Olympus Coliseum. Um, <laughs> all one of them. Uh, but yeah, you know, and I guess like each each character story kind of has this where there's like a first half thing, and then you go to Radiant Garden, and the second half is like a slightly different thing. Uh huh. But I don't know what, and I guess the only thing that is happening, the only thing that is happening for Aqua is I guess she is seeing examples of how Terra is a good guy the whole time. Right. For Ventus, it was, I have to find Terra. Then there was the turn with Radiant Garden, which was, I have to not make the Keyblade. Well, no, it was, wait. It was, no, I, I have to find friends. I have to make friends. I have to make friends. Yeah. Oh, wait, my friends are good. And then it was, I have to not be a Keyblade. Yeah. For Terra, it was, I have to, find master xehanort and prove to ericus that i'm epic yeah then it was i don't need ericus anymore although it did get kind of muddled because i think it i think he was after xehanort convinced Terra that they were friends Terra then went off and was like xehanort seems evil yeah that was he actually his journey turned into oh i actually my friends are still good turns out yeah uh, for aqua she went and watched kisses yeah and then she went and watched Disney movies. Yeah, well, she got she got know. a lot of stories about how Terra saved people's lives and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. But that, in theory, that means that next week's going to be great. Hopefully, yeah. I would love for Aqua Story not to be about the men in her life anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one the one piece of reassurance I can provide is that I, while I truly don't remember what Aqua's story in Birth by Sleep ends up being, I do know that it gets better, if not next week, then after that eventually. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Uh, but unfortunately we do, well, no, I say unfortunately, we're, we're going to Disney Town. I think, I think this is kind of one of the high points of Aqua's story this week because it's completely, absolutely nuts. Truly. Yeah. Because it turns out that Captain Justice was Pete the whole time. It turns out Captain Justice was Pete the whole time. I, 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 I want to get ahead of myself. I have to, I, <laughs> I have to ask. You know, we talked early on the podcast, way back when, about... Uh, I feel like we had a running bit about how Donald was, like, a freak-ass monarchist. Yeah. Have you noticed that Aqua has a real, real weird thing about authority? Yeah, she loves it. She is so, like, uncomfortably deferential... Yeah. ...to, like, anyone she meets. It... It does track, though, because she's the one that, like, just takes Ericus's word uh, and runs yeah, with I, it. Yeah, I suppose so. It's kind of just, but, like, yeah. She she meets Queen Minnie here, and she, well, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll back up and say exactly what's happening. Because she goes to Disney Town, she meets Captain Justice. Much like Ventus, she just completely blanks him and starts walking away, which is funny. It is funny. Uh, and, and we laugh. And then we get a character that is goofy if he was an awful horse. Um, it's Horace Horse Collar, who everyone knows. Uh, he's just a hick horse goofy. Um, I like how his first line that he says in this part is a goofy combat line, which is, Somebody come quick! Right, in kind of more of a goofy voice than his normal voice. I have to assume that was an intentional Easter egg, but, you know, Pro- Bill Farmer, his voice is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Goofy's voice. Uh but Pete runs over and says, oh, I'll, I'll help. And Horace says, uh. he explains that the Unversed have arrived in Fruitball Plaza. And they're not hurting anybody. They're just... Po- no, they're trying to play Fruitball. I, Disney Town is so bizarre because the Unversed don't hurt anybody here. They just ruin their games. Well, what's weird is if you're actually playing, there are unversed like in the town spawning and attacking you as you run around the town. But but people but, aren't worried about that. Well, yeah, for Pete, uh, for uh, Terra, you had to race them. For Aqua, you have to play fruit ball against them. And for Ventus, you make ice cream. You make ice cream. Yeah, for the nephews. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that this is called Fruit Ball Plaza does seem to imply that it's always. <laughs> They're always playing Fruit Ball there. It's such a good game. You gotta play it all the time. Yeah, the thing about Fruit Ball is that it's three fucking minutes long, which is about, I would say, two and three quarter minutes too long. Mm -hmm. And it's not fun at all. But you do have to play it against the Unversed. I think you have to win, which is cool. Yeah, what if you played Volleyball uh, three against one? If you played Volleyball three against one, and there were 30 Volleyballs at all times... And sometimes the volleyballs are a bunch of grapes that can split into 20 volleyballs. <laughs> yeah, I, this week I, I did watch more of the like actual play stuff, so I saw a lot more uh, gameplay, and it looks bad. Uh, oh, it sucks. I hate fruit ball so much. The worst is that it doesn't happen very often, 
but the grapes can like split apart and then you just look up at the score and suddenly they've scored five goals on you out of nowhere that sounds great sounds fair and good i'm glad that that happened at two and a half minutes in so now i have to do another three minutes of this shit (laughs) god another another weird thing here is before aqua plays fruit ball she says like well, I'm anything but a hero, but I could try to help. Yeah, what do you mean? That all you are is a hero. Where did her low self-esteem character trait come from? Yeah, that's new. Like before she was like I'm great and I'll I'll kill these stepsisters. You're a keyblade master. What the hell? Yeah. I may I may be a keyblade master, but I don't think that I could win a game of fruit ball against some unverse. Hey, can I just kill them? Right, maybe it's just she doesn't really want to play fruit ball. <laughs> I'm anything but a fruit baller. I'm great at killing, but I've always been bad at sports. She wins, though, and Minnie walks over with Pluto and thanks her. This is the part where she she's like, oh, yeah, happy to help, blah, blah, blah. And then Horace says, by the way, this is our queen. And Aqua goes, please, please excuse me, your majesty. Where are my manners? And she, like, gets on her knees and is like, my name is... It's like aqua chill the fuck out yeah Minnie also was like that's not necessary i'm mini mouse i'm a i'm a mouse <laughs> it is it is completely fine you don't you don't need to prostrate yourself for mini mouse but it turns out you should or she might just fucking banish you to the negative zone well we'll get there but Horace, by the way because Minnie is like well i may be the queen but i don't know if i'm such a good queen I've I haven't done a very good job running things without Mickey the man the man mouse, and Horace is like, well, don't worry about it, Queen Minnie. We wouldn't have held the Dream Festival this year if we didn't believe that you would do a perfect job and nothing would go wrong. Which is like, I mean, I get how that would be reassuring if the million if the Dream Festival hadn't gone completely wrong on every level. <laughs> Correct, but, you know, a lot of Final Fantasy people showed up and fixed the day, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, Queen Minnie. We we had absolute faith in you. We were wrong, too, but we did. Yeah, some children did fix the problem, and we assume you did, you, you're the monarch, so you must have done something. <laughs> That's right. Uh, they tell her about Pete and the Million Dreams Award, etc. We've heard this before. Everyone in the town gathers to count all ten of the votes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daisy is here, but is not allowed to speak. I guess Tress McNeil was sick that day. Didn't want to pay for one more voice actor. <laughs> we we can't fit any more voice lines on the PSP. It's already running as hot as you can possibly run it. You know, Daisy Duck is, she's, she's known for being, being very quiet and demure. I don't know what Daisy Duck is known for, to be honest. Mainly chasing Donald around with a rolling pin is my understanding. Ah, that's great. That's cool. Uh, so this is. <laughs> oh, here I had a I had a really cool joke here that I wrote down. Okay. We got Minnie, Daisy, the nephews, Chip and Dale, Horace, Pete, and Aqua. Seems like they should call it the Ten Dreams Award instead of the Million Dreams Award. Am I right? Oh shit! Oh my god! Holy shit! Did I just say that? That's as good as when Horace Horse called Captain Justice Captain Useless. <laughs> well i don't know if it was that good but i mean if you insist um i feel like this means that ventus is gonna win because he's got three ducks voting for him uh, aqua's got horus 
Maybe they only count as one vote together. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, Chip and Dale get one vote. The nephews get one vote, <laughs> and Horace gets one vote. So Ventus, Aqua, and Terra they tie. And Captain Justice is pissed. I I when when Minnie announces the three way tie, I was losing it when Pete like barrels onto the stage and goes like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with him. These people don't even fucking live here. <laughs> There's a great a great gag here, though, where uh, he's like, are you serious? Nobody voted for Captain Justice? And everyone is silent. And he, like, runs off stage and immediately returns in his Captain Dark costume and is like, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, rules. I would have voted for uh, him. Did we... We see him in his regular clothes, right? By which I mean his weird Final Fantasy jumpsuit. I think when he first shows up, maybe I don't remember. It's when he's. It's when they send him to hell, right? No, he's in Captain Dark for the rest of the scene. I took a screenshot. Oh, so okay. I <laughs> so Maleficent gave him a makeover, right? That's good. Um. So yeah, Minnie's like lecturing him. She's like Pete. You know, you actually did get some votes. Unfortunately, they they were from irrelevant people whose votes don't count. So the three-way tie of one vote each still was enough to beat you. But uh, ever, everyone's, there were people who felt that you were trying to do something good. So you did actually get a few votes, even if you were trying for the wrong reasons. And Pete is just like, oh, who cares about that? Where's my prize? And Minnie, Minnie is outraged at Pete saying that he doesn't care about the votes from people who were trying to be nice to him. So she calls the guards, brooms, yeah. to and here, throw him in the slammer. Here comes the hell, fucking Bruce, the broom squad. To cool off. They, die. Yeah, they come in, they get near him, and he starts levitating into the air, and he's, hey, let me go, put me down, what? Yeah, oh yeah, while Mickey Mouse Club plays on loop forever, a little midi of Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> that's right, um, that's right, we, we've we talked a lot about the bibbity bobbity boo midi, we haven't talked about the incessant Mickey Mouse march midi. I think this is actually worse than bibbity bobbity boo it's tough to say, but... It's pretty bad. Um, Yeah, so we're getting that, and... Yeah, this and is, she just uh, fucking sends him to hell. This is a callback to when we first met Pete. Goofy said that Mickey imprisoned him in another dimension. Uh, of course, Goofy wasn't here, so he didn't know that it was actually Minnie. Right. Um, but yeah, she sends him to hell, which means that the brooms from Fantasia eject him into outer space. I have never been, you know, like, I've kind of been on Pete's side for a long time. And now I'm entirely on his side. You know, yeah, he was being a little rude. I don't think it was worth going to the fucking hell dimension. This is, Mickey comes back and he's like, oh, how'd it go, Minnie? And she's like, oh, it was good. We we had the festival. Uh, three uh, random outsiders won it. And two of them didn't even stick around to claim their prize. And Mickey's like, okay, that doesn't sound like the festival went too well. Was was everyone there? No, only like ten people actually showed up for the festival. Oh, geez. Okay, well... Did I miss anything else? Yeah, Pete was, he was kind of uh, dismissive of the couple people who voted for him. So uh, I had the guards throw him into outer space. <laughs> Minnie, you, I, I, I don't know that she should be the queen regent for much longer after this. Yeah, I, 
it definitely puts gives me even less faith in this monarchist system. <laughs> yeah, Mickey's like, sounds like I should never leave home again. <laughs> but I will. But I will, because I'm an impetuous little man. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. We don't see it. We just see them, like, grab Pete and carry him off screen as he's protesting. So I have to assume that either they huck him through a portal, as is so classic of this game, or they they got as their, their big, strong broom arms and they physically threw him all the way into outer space. I like to think it's that second one. I also like to think that, but we do know that they love to huck people through portals in this game. True. Um... So yeah, he ends up just floating in the lanes between, uh, and he's like, well, I'll break myself out of here, too sweet. But then Maleficent says, no, you will work for me. And he's like, that sounds easier. Yeah, Pete decides to become evil so he doesn't have to stay in timeout. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been rude for a while, but I think it's time to finally upgrade to evil. It's definitely like a, you know, it's a pretty good, um example of why you should be like a prison abolitionist because you know it just leads mm-hmm. to recidivism because you get sent you go to jail and then maleficent <laughs> makes you evil yeah that's usually how it goes it's, so yeah i mean this game is why i believe in prison abolition yeah same i didn't believe in it until uh last night <laughs> aqua meanwhile uh she's sad to learn that she just missed ventus and Terra, but she accepts the award for the three of them Minnie gives her a royal berry ice cream cone, a special flavor they made just for her. I love that Aqua doesn't say what it tastes like. It fucking kills me because everyone's... I think literally we hear like one of the nephews be like, What does it taste like? And she, take, she takes a little bite and she goes, It's perfect. You couldn't have picked a better flavor. And everyone like cheers, and I'm like, "What? What is it? What is a royal berry? What's the flavor? Is it? I guess it's royal berry, but what is that? Is it just strawberry ice cream? It kind of looks like it, but maybe I don't know. It's strawberry ice cream with Mickey Mouse ears, I think. Yeah, that's probably it. Well, that's a real shame. Uh, I learned, by the way, speaking of ice cream in this game, I think I mentioned when we came here as Ventus. Uh that you unlock a game mechanic where you can make ice cream. You mentioned that, yeah. I finally looked up, like, what the point of that is, and it gives you, like, different combat bonuses. Okay, sure. But you can also get, like, a ridiculously over-the-top, like, giant ice cream keyblade (laughs) out of it. Great. Yeah, I mean, Aqua's keyblade from this town is already like one of the ugliest keyblades i've ever seen um (laughs) so i imagine the ice cream one's up there as so many of them in birth by sleep are i really don't like the keyblades in this game they're bad a lot of building Um, building keyblades and those are always bad anyway so we did we did get the the answer to one of our questions which was why does pete owe maleficent an eternal debt it's because she extracted him from outer space. Because he was a little bit rude. By the way, it, unless Minnie is an absolute tyrant, I have to assume that she was going to let him out maybe in like 10 minutes. <laughs> well, right. That's kind of why I joked. I mean, I think he was just kind of in timeout. And yeah, she said, like, we're just going to take you to cool off for a bit. Yeah, not good enough for Pete. 
Unless that was just her trying to, like, maintain the royal image in front of the nine other people there, and she was taking him to rot in space. Oh, it's like Hot Fuzz. There's actually just a bunch of skeletons under the town. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's why no one else is here. Yeah, everyone else was making the town. They weren't going to win the town prize. And many had to Clarabelle throw them in Cow is there. What's-her-name-hen is there. Hen, 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 hen is there. Mrs. Geef is there. Mrs. Geef, no! Oh, no. Max is down there, no! Oh, no! Someone, someone's got to stop Minnie. Well, I, uh, Mickey told me that if I work for him, he'll help me find my wife and son. <laughs> oh, God. That's... <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Just one more year, Goofy. I think we're getting close. <laughs> it's like picking his teeth with Max's spine. <laughs> That's where his power comes from. <laughs> We're looking into it very strongly, Goofy. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, as long as you're working hard. Yep, for sure. <laughs> uh so Aqua <laughs> Anyway. Aqua heads to Olympus Coliseum next. Uh, she's immediately attacked by Unversed, as is tradition. Uh, Phil is very sexist and jumps in front of her to protect her and tells her, stand back, sweet cheeks. And then she looks, like, disgusted by his body. It, it, I, I'm not really sure what that look is, but... Um... She, she says, you stupid little loser, how about you try getting ripped for a change? I don't, I don't, I don't remember what you're referring to. She just, like, when he runs up, she, like, looks, like, weird, like, the look she gives him is, like, she's freaked out by, I guess he is a weird little goat man, so maybe that's why she made, she, like, but she kind of, like, flinches when he shows up. Well, she's standing behind him, and she knows that he's a satyr, so maybe she's thinking that, like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't turn around, he probably has a giant erection. Could be. I mean, either way, um... Aqua's right to not like Phil because the fucking spirit of Mr. Aqua is in Phil. Um, <laughs> the spirit of Mr. Aqua is kind of in everybody in Olympus Coliseum. It sucks. Yeah, it's 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 the horniest world so far, and I I do say horny because there's literally a part they Aqua and Hercules fight the Unverse, uh, and there's a line. Oh, I yeah, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but Phil offers to train aqua for the games and i'll explain why she would want to do that in a second but he offers to train aqua and hercules is like oh come on phil you made me work so hard to prove myself to you before you would train me at all and he goes quiet kid you and she ain't got the same attributes if you know what i mean that's where i wrote man fuck off phil in my notes and yeah i mean i know that that's like the character but it's a little weird to hear someone say that about Aqua in Kingdom Hearts. Didn't like it. Uh, in Kingdom Hearts. I've got, it's, it's not at all weird to hear people say that about Aqua from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I've got, uh, Phil is, uh, he's a Sigtau, he's a satyr going his own way, and he's an, he's an MRA, <laughs> yeah. he's a Myrbidin's rights activist. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like the idea of the joke. Uh, it's like a Greek soldier guy. Oh, I see. Yeah. I always imagine it as Myrmidon. Oh, Myrmidon? Yeah, maybe. I don't know which is right. Anyway, so the reason that Aqua is going to... I mean, this is one of the most aimless worlds we've ever seen. The reason that Aqua is going to compete in the games 
is because Hercules mentions that Terra, he's like, oh, I hope I can be as strong as that true hero Terra that I met. Uh, and Phil is like, uh, everyone, uh, Terra. And Aqua's like, wait, Terra, is he here? And Phil's like, no, he left. And she's like, oh, well, bye then. But Phil, purely for the sake of his boner, is like, wait, 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 wait. You know, the way that the games work is that he might have to come back later to defend his title. So you might as well stick around. And Aqua's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. And then she sticks around for the entire games. And Terra is, I mean, he's gone. We know he doesn't come back. That's the whole thing. So the games never stop, I guess. Like the tournament ends and they just start a new tournament right away. It would appear. Yeah, because that's... That's something that's really weird about this, because we heard... I can't remember which was which, but there's the East Bracket and the West Bracket. Right. And Ventus was told that there was someone... I think it was, like, West Bracket is where Terra is. Yeah. So, from Ventus's perspective, Hercules and Zack are in the East Bracket. And then from Terra's perspective, he's in the West Bracket, but he also fights Zack in the final of his bracket, which Zack's not in. Yeah, plot hole... Then Aqua comes back after Terra has fought Zack in the finals. Like, Zack talks about fighting Terra in the finals. Yeah. And they're in the East Bracket again, but then Aqua fights Zack in the finals? <sighs> Who knows? Zack is in three finals. <laughs> yeah, and he can't win any of them. He can't win any of them. Well, actually, technically, he did beat Hercules in the final because Hercules ran out. Oh, that's true. But he wasn't a true yeah. hero. No, not at all, because he's slow. Uh, so Aqua fights in the games. Uh, so she fights ten rounds and then learns that in the final her opponent is some guy named Zack. And she's like, that's not Terra. Forget it then. <laughs> but Phil is basically just like, well, you know, if you fight Zack in the final, then you'll go up against the winner of the other bracket for the final final. And that might be Terra. I don't know, because you're not allowed to know the state of the other bracket. Phil, what's this doing for your boner, exactly? He's, he's literally just like, I gotta look at Aqua. Yeah, I don't like... I, yeah, I don't like this part. This part sucks. There's three guys here. Two of them are teenage boys, and one of them is Hades. This is the first girl I've seen in years. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, so Aqua agrees to, uh, fight Zack in the final, and then maybe she'll get to fight Terra in the final final, but it turns out later that she ends up having to fight Hades in the final final final. So that's a real shame for her, but... Yeah. Did you like when Zack, like, they face off before the fight? Also, Zack, like, talks about Terra and says, like, he saved me from the darkness, and Aqua's like, wow, I should have believed in him. Which is probably important to her character, but I don't know in what way. <laughs> but then they go to fight in the final, the first final, and Zack is like, I promised Terra I'd face him, fair and square. The friendship between boys, it almost makes me jealous. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I'm like, why are you jealous of this shit? <laughs> You're way better friends with Terra and Ventus than Zack will ever be. Well, Zack and Ventus are best friends. That's a bad example. Right. Yeah, but all these guys are fucking terrible. Zack's, like, doing squats and grunting in her face all the time, and 
It's just yeah. sexism world, and um, yeah, and and everyone's going to be sexist to her at some point. Yeah, I mean, Hades. Right after Aqua wins, Hades appears and is like, "Huh, a girl one? Well, that's weird." Yeah, he yeah he says a bunch of bullshit about her. Uh, I I yeah. largely tuned out the rest of this world to be honest. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, yeah, let me see. Let me look at my notes. Uh, Hades is like, oh, Tara, what a spineless chicken heart. He wanted me to teach him how to use the darkness. And Aqua's like, I don't believe you. And Hades is like, but then he told me to fuck off. And Aqua's like, okay, I do believe you, but that's good. So, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is, yep. And then uh, he makes his own tournament again. That's just classic Hades. Yeah. Yeah, she has to fight. This is madness. I mean, I know that this we're we're playing uh, Olympus Calvin Ball, but she goes in for the final final, and Hades is there, even though he didn't win the other bracket. He just shows up and is like, "I'm in the final final," but he brings in the Ice Titan. Yeah, and she's like, "You can't do that," and he's like, "Yes, I can. It's in the rules." <laughs> I don't know why he has to ju- just be like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm Hades, the Greek god. Yeah, but he recites the rules and he's like, fighters may call backup as needed. Like, what? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> These are not good games. This is a bad game, Hades. But then Zack is like, all right, well, let's make it two on two if that's how it's going to be. And then I can get my revenge on you for what you did to me. And Aqua's like, no, fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired of all you fucking patriarchal like assholes. I mean, fair enough, but I also don't understand why. Surely, from the player's perspective, it's like, oh hell yeah, we get to fight alongside Zach. Wait, Aqua, no, Aqua, wait, what are you doing? Yeah, I guess the game was just agreeing with me more that Aqua <laughs> should just leave all these clowns behind. It's very strange, but she fights the Titan and Hades and wins, you know. Yeah. Um, and Zack says, great job winning. How about we go on a date to celebrate? And Aqua gets very flustered and blushy. I was like, great. Zack has to make her uncomfortable one more time on the way out. But, you know, yeah. at least Hercules is a true hero because he's the only person that doesn't fucking hit on Aqua. Right. He doesn't like defend her from all of the sexists around her and he's not he's not like zach you're making her uncomfortable he just walks over afterwards and it's like hi i'm pretty much regular yeah and aqua's like wow what a change of pace <sighs> yeah yeah I- yeah zach does the thing where where aqua's like uh, uh, uh i i can't promise anything and he's like well, how about when I become a, a true hero? And she's like, well, I... Uh, and he goes, <laughs> then it's settled and just runs off, having made his plans. Cool guy Great. move. Um, yeah. Real alpha. This does make me regret killing um, killing Mr. Aqua, because it's obvious that, like I said, his spirit has infected this part, and it's my fault for releasing <laughs> it into the world. Well, um, yeah. I mean, it has always played out like this every time I've watched it. But it's possible there's some kind of time travel shenanigans going on. Yeah, Xehanort did uh, brought him back. <laughs> Xehanort resurrected Mr. Aqua and sent him to Olympus Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. Uh, Aqua 
leaves. She goes to the council ship of deep space of Lilo and Stitch, and as is tradition, again, she immediately fights a bunch of unversed, immediately, immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sees Stitch's funny wayfinder on the ground, and... Oh, God. This is the most boring world. My notes say so. Um, <laughs> it's I, I ran out of steam so fast there. <laughs> yeah, but, like, I think that's correct because it just it this is nothing um but oh there is more of her fucking authority shit because she uh goes to the councilwoman and she's like hello your doesn't she call her like your majesty oh no she calls her your highness yep (laughs) on the council she's not like the fucking empress yeah she's just looking for you know uh, a boot to lick when when I go to the city council meetings, I'm always addressing everyone as your highness. <laughs> your excellency. I've never been to a city council meeting. I'm sorry, I lied. Fun fact, one of our ex-mayors uh, one time told a coworker of mine that he was mad that, 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 that people didn't introduce him as honorable mayor. <laughs> um, well, he should try being a bit more honorable then. Yeah, you should try doing that instead of a being a weirdo. Uh, but no, no, uh, I had a, I had a joke here. Oh, um, and I, I asked Lauren to, uh, to evaluate it and see if it's worth saying on the podcast. Okay. And she said that it is, but I'm not convinced. Okay. Uh, but I am going to have to say it anyway, because, uh, Gantu fails to catch 626 and then he escorts this stowaway to the councilwoman and she sees that he has failed to catch 626 or Jumba and that he's just brought some random other lady here. <laughs> so she chastises him for being a real fail whale. Oh, yeah. He does look kind of like a whale. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Hey, remember that word? Anyway. <laughs> uh, she, like, deputizes Aqua as a fucking space cop. Well, the other guy hasn't been doing a very good job. Speaking of Aqua being aimless, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why she does any of this, other than she just she like loves authority, as you said. Yeah, she like goes after Stitch and Jumba, and there's a part where like Gantu shows up, and he's like, I'm gonna get you, and she's like, no, our orders were to bring them in alive. It's like, what are you talking about your orders? Yeah, why are you following orders? Why are you even here still? You wa- You're a Keyblade Master, what are you doing here? Do you remember how you were going to peace out immediately of Olympus Coliseum because you didn't have any reason to be there? Why are you staying here? Right. The only thing she needs to be doing is finding Terra. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I guess because the Wayfinder, she's like, well, that seems to suggest that either Terra or Ventus were, was here. Yeah, I guess she is just looking for what, what it is that they they did here. That's Except fair. I have it in my notes very specifically that she starts thinking that maybe they were here after she starts trying to catch Stitch and Jumba. Right. Uh, did you see the, like, outer space vehicle section? I did. My notes say, this is boring, and then I go, oh, glider battles. Yeah, it's boring. Oh. It sucks. You can do it, I think you can do it as all three characters, but Aqua's the only one who has to, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's like, so... So there's Unversed, and they're flying around on funny little gliders, mm-hmm. and then you kill them? I, I don't really understand exactly what's going on. That's it. Okay. <laughs> well, because the setup for this, and this is going to make it make sense, is that 
she saw Stitch at the beginning grab the wayfinder that he made and like climb into the vents. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So she goes out through the airlock into space. She's got her armor on. She's flying around in her keyblade glider. And she fights all these unversed for no reason in space, even though she doesn't think that the the stitch that she's chasing is in space, because he's not. But then, after she beats the unversed, she sees something in the air, well not the air, in the space, and she goes and grabs it and it stitches Wayfinder and she says, this is the Wayfinder. Why is it out here? We will never find out. Yeah. Yeah, this part... This part is even more aimless than Olympus. Yeah, I I've said I said it at the very beginning when we were here. Not the very beginning. I said it when we were here with Ventus. Deep Space is bad. It's one of my least favorite worlds in all of Kingdom Hearts. Um, it's been bad every time, so I'm, I'm with you I on that. I feel like we thought that it was okay as Ventus. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, it's hard for me to have positive feelings about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she goes back inside and by the way, it's not like she does like a space walk and she like leaves at one point of the ship and like comes back in somewhere else. She literally just goes outside and then comes back in and it's like, I have to find Stitch still. <laughs> That's super weird. Yeah. I kind of assumed this was like, um, sort of those dead space sections where you have yeah, to yeah. like go out the ship to go in another spot. Nope. Nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just going outside for no reason. Uh, and she nice. eventually finds Stitch. Great. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Were you going to say something? No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Neither was I. Okay. So that's the end of the episode. Um, she protects Stitch from some unversed, and then he says Tara's name, and she says, what? And then they fight some more unversed, and then he says Tara's name again. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I don't know why she was more excited about it the second time, but she is. <laughs> so she goes back to the councilwoman and says, you need to look for Jumba and 626. And she says, okay. Yeah. <laughs> God, this sucks. Uh, she says, is 626 really so dangerous? And the councilwoman says, yes. And she says, okay. I guess I'm still here. Uh, so she finds them and, and Stitch sees his wayfinder and she says, where did you see this shape? And Jumba says a boy named Tara showed him a charm and said that it's really important. So Stitch tried to make his own and Aqua's like, Tara thinks that the wayfinder is important. He really is my nice friend still. Yay. Wish we just had that scene with no context. I would have enjoyed it more. <laughs> And then Gantu comes in and starts shooting, and this is where she says, We're supposed to take them alive! And Gantu says, No! And then they fight Gantu, and then the councilwoman arrives and says, Thank you for your service, Aqua. I'm pretty sure she literally says, Thank you for your service. I think that's I think that's right, yeah. She, like, demotes Gantu to patrol, and this is where Aqua calls her Your Highness and says, Please, can you, like, reduce his sentence or something? Yeah. Uh... She says that she will think about reducing this his exile. Is that how exactly does that work? I don't know. Is that part of oh oh for Stitch? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna blast him out the airlock, but we'll retrieve him in a year. Like, what does that mean? We're gonna reduce his exile. Yeah, I wasn't really 
I'm not clear on that either. I don't know if that's a plot point in Lilo and Stitch because I've never seen it. So mm, I don't think so. I don't know how that would fit in with the plot of Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Uh, this is where Aqua introduces herself finally and says, can my circle of friends become part of yours? So that's where he hears the phrase friend circle. Mm-hmm. And he says, Aqua friend, Terra friend. And then... The best part of this entire world is the final shot as the Councilwoman, Gantu, Jumba, and Stitch all turn and walk towards a wall. (laughs) Ah, yes, it's time for uh, the traditional wall staring, and here we go. What a fitting end that they couldn't even make them walk off screen properly. (laughs) (laughs) They would have had to program more real estate into that room, and no way. (laughs) oh my god so that's deep space we never have to go back here again <laughs> thank god hooray i i would love to see lilo and stitch in hawaii in a future game i never ever want to be on this ship yeah it sucks so thank god you know what that's that's great I, it didn't occur to me until just now that a lot of these worlds we are wrapping up forever oh that's true yeah we're i I really don't think we're going to go back to Cinderella, Snow White, or Sleeping Beauty. Although, I don't know, Maleficent is important, so maybe we'll go back to Enchanted Dominion. Um, Are you speaking from knowledge, or do you mean, like, in future games that aren't out yet? So, those three are only in Birth by Sleep. Okay. And Union Cross, but I don't count that, because it's, it's not a real... There's, there's so much bullshit surrounding the circumstances of those being in Union Cross that we can't get into. Okay. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, assume assume that I'm not talking about Union Cross. I we do go to Olympus Coliseum 500 more times. That is in almost every Kingdom Hearts game. Right. <laughs> There's only one that it's not in. Uh, Deep Space has not come back, and I don't expect it to. Yeah, it'd be weird what if it we, did. Disney Town is only in this one, although it still exists outside of Disney Castle. And then right. Neverland, we haven't been back to either. Think well, that's good too. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think a lot of these we might legitimately never come back to besides Olympus, hmm. which is fine with me. Yeah, I mean, like, I would be interested in seeing some of the non-Deep Space ones um, on a console that could render them, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, whatever. I, I don't need to either. Yeah, I mean, the trouble is with the with the first three, I mean, I don't know. What I was going to say is that those are, like, old 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 classic disney movies that were not they were like written from fairy tales they weren't designed to be like a world but there's like three cinderella movies and there's probably uh, i don't know if there's actually any like direct-to-video sequels to snow white or sleeping beauty i don't think there are for those but i'm not not a hundred percent. Maybe certain. we can maybe we can have a twist in time with Cinderella at some point. Maybe, yeah. That <laughs> that that would be fun. Yeah, I'd be I'd be all right with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not terribly against coming back to Neverland. I feel like we haven't had a good experience with it. Like the boat is so weird because it's so small. Yeah, and I just don't like Peter Pan. And I don't like Peter Pan. Actually, yeah, you're right. I don't want to come back to any of these places. Yes. <laughs> Maybe, maybe like a next gen Disney town could be fun, like full of mini games that are any good. That would be interesting for sure. <laughs> um, 
uh, you go to Star Wars land in Disney Town. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The Galactic Council ship takes you to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, you go to Deep Space one more time and it takes you to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, boy. Uh, anyway, Aqua goes to Neverland. I think this is like the only time that you ever go somewhere and then don't immediately find a bunch of unversed. Oh, yeah. Uh, because Aqua finds a treasure map on the ground and grabs it, not realizing the Lost Boys are about to grab it. So, apparently there's fucking ceremony <laughs> to this act. Right. <laughs> and Peter flies in and is like, congratulations, you're the leader on our expedition. And Aqua's like, oh, sorry, I didn't re- I just, I was just gonna see what this thing was. I can't, like, lead a treasure hunt right now. Yeah, I got- and Peter's like, well, rules are rules. You grab the treasure map. If you're not the leader, then we can't go on the treasure hunt. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of your thing, Peter, not her thing. <laughs> so Aqua's like, "Well, shit. I guess I I guess I have got. I have no choice but to lead these children on this expedition." <laughs> uh, I mean, she feels really awkward about it because now she's the authority, and she doesn't really know what to do with that. Right, 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 yeah. She's like, please, someone else. Yeah, who is she supposed to bow and scrape to now? That's right. Uh, she introduces herself, and Peter says, ah, you're Aqua. And then this pissed me off. I mean, I know he's a disgusting shit boy, and we hate Peter Pan. Correct. But he makes this huge deal about her having been the first one to grab the treasure map, so it's so important that she's the leader. And then he just flies off. Yeah, she's the leader for the other boys. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, all right, we're off to Mermaid Lagoon. Keep up if you can. It's like, what happened to the whole thing? The reason that that's the rules about the expeditions is the only thing driving Aqua to stay in this world at all. <sighs> yeah, but no one had been sexist to Aqua for like an hour. So we get we had to get it right back in there. They had to make her a girl boss. Right. By having her be the leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Hook uh, appears and says, Give me back my treasure! <laughs> and then he, he gives... <laughs> yeah? He... He... <laughs> he sees Peter Pan and his friends and such. And he just, like, turns off screen and goes, and we cut to the fucking pirate ship, and Smee goes, That's the signal! Right. <laughs> Hell of a signal. <laughs> the signal. He screamed at me to fire the cannons. <laughs> he called me He called me by my name and said, Fire the cannons, Smee. This, our secret signal. God, I love being a pirate. It still surprises everyone, so good job. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned this before, but the cannon fire is so irrelevant. It literally just means, like, for basically the rest of Neverland, you just can't stop moving. That's all. Right. Like, an invisible cannonball will explode every few seconds. That's the whole thing. Uh, They reach the spot where the map is leading to, but it's all the way at the top of a waterfall. There's gotta be some way... Yeah, Peter decides to be toxic, uh, to do some, like, casual toxic masculinity to his friends to bully them into flying higher than they wanted to, to go up the waterfall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's like, he's like, are you men or ain't you? Or something like that. Yeah. And I say, wow, uh, cool. 
Tinkerbell scatters some pixie dust. They start flying. Aqua uses it for platforming, which is kind of fun. Oh, okay. The the pixie dust clouds are like springboard kind of deals from Sonic. It's all right. It's all right. That sounds neat. But then you platform up this cliff, mm-hmm. and you end up back where you started, and Peter's like, well, the journey beats the destination. Great work, everyone. <laughs> What is this map? I don't know. What does the map say that they didn't look at it and go, wait, that's where we're standing? (laughs) Who knows? I mean, maybe he can't actually read maps. Or maybe the, like, does the map have like a you are here? (laughs) Like, I don't, they just draw a circle and they're like, well, let's go. Uh, Well, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good expedition. Uh, Aqua... Oh my god, I forgot about this. Yeah, you mentioned that that Peter is like, "Oh, man, you got to be brave, you you wusses." And Aqua at the end of this, she's like, "Wow, I get it now, Peter Pan. You weren't you weren't trying to humiliate them. You were just being a good leader." Yeah, by humiliating them. <laughs> what the fuck? This part is really bad. Uh, you know, Aqua has just gone through some management training. She's just, <laughs> she's sharing her knowledge with Peter. This, I feel like this is a low point for Kingdom Hearts so far, right? Yeah, this has been my least favorite stretch. I mean, like, if it's not this, it's Port Royal from Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, that is pretty bad. Yeah. At least weird I think, stuff. I think this might be slightly better, at least, because there's, like, a story. Well, and weird stuff happens, at least, here. Like nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nothing interesting happens in Port Royal. Like at least here, Pete got sent to hell for being kind of rude. <laughs> uh, Hook and Smee have the treasure chest. I don't. I don't know what happened. They they just found it just like on a cliff overlooking the area where Peter and friends are. I don't know. They I don't just know have either. it, and Smee opens it up and says, "Captain, it's a bunch of crap." <laughs> Smee, secure me treasure. Captain, it's all just a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of kids, kids stuff that no one, ah, fucking kids are so dumb. I did, I think this is like the only Peter Pan line that I've liked, though, when Smee is like, Captain, it's all just a bunch of junk. And Peter's like, hey, that's our treasure you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I did like that. Um, I had a weird thing here, so... Captain Hook, he, I've always thought he's been saying codfish, but the, the subtitles say he says odds fish. As his, that's weird. As his I little swear. If he said odds fish here, it's an anomaly because I, he's definitely saying codfish most of I the feel time. I like it was just maybe the game subtitles being wrong. Cause I was like, odds fish isn't anything. I, d- I mean, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I didn't live in pirate times, so maybe there were a lot of odds fish back then. Maybe now I'm googling Captain. We're gonna get Hook. so many pissed off pirates odds this time. Odds fish. Yeah, you don't know anything about odds fish. You're not even a pirate. I mean, I found a meme where he's saying odds fish and scratching his head is a gif. So maybe odds well, fish is what he says. Yeah. What? Maybe that's his. Maybe. Maybe he. Maybe that. And some weirdo on Tumblr I found said that Odds Fish was the favorite exclamation of King Charles II. And, <laughs> and it was featured in the play The Scarlet Pimpernel and said by Captain Hook in the 19... 
What? What is oddsfish? He's doesn't. He's not saying codfish. My whole life's a lie. Maybe it's one of those weird, like, minced oaths where it's, like, supposed to be, like, God's dick or something like that. Oh, yeah, it probably is that. Yeah. God's piss. Odds fish. It's definitely God's piss. Zoons. Gadzooks. Yeah. Golly gee. Golly gee, Gadzooks, Zoons, and Odds fish. Cheese and crackers. <laughs> Pepperoni and cheese. <laughs> and all kinds of other words that you could say. Yep. So, anyway, the crocodile shows up and scares Captain Hook off. The, I, this, the only good thing here is the incredibly stupid face that Aqua is making, because Peter, the Lost Boys, and Aqua all, like, have a laugh shoulder to shoulder, and the camera, like, pans across them. And I don't know why they, like, they gave Aqua, like, tiny face. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it wasn't a real cutscene, so they couldn't do... Is that what it was? Or was it just they gave a weird tiny face? Like, her mouth was so small. She was like open mouth laughing with the tiniest mouth I've ever seen. <laughs> it looked really weird. Yeah, she's just lightly amused. She doesn't like it that much. She's she's just trying to pretend to be a good leader. She's also trying to muddle um, through this part. She doesn't like it very much. Yeah, she finds the wooden keyblade, and Peter says, Oh, my friend Ventus left it. He said it was very special. And... Aqua says, "Okay," and she goes to the racism camp. Yep. For I, she just she just like looks over that way and it's like, "You all stay here." Yeah, she senses evil. Yeah, and she goes there, and Vanitas appears behind her with the wooden keyblade, which I have to assume means that Peter and the Lost Boys are dead. Oh, one can hope. Or he just showed up and was like. Can I have that? I was kind of wondering like, if sure. I was wondering if maybe he's able to summon summon it because of his connection to Ventus. <laughs> well, whatever the case, he breaks it in half and he says that Ventus needs to outgrow his childish toy, which to be fair, he did. He did, that's why he left it behind. That's why he didn't have it anymore. He symbolically left it behind already, Venitas. Going going to your friend's childhood home where his parents have kept his bedroom and you're like, wow, he needs to outgrow this shit and you just start tearing up the room. In, in my case, you would be say you need to paint over that pterodactyl on your ceiling. But no way. That thing's cool as hell. <laughs> wow, Drew, I can't believe you still have that pterodactyl back in your old childhood bedroom. Yeah, um... Never mind. I was going to tell, go on a tangent about my dinosaur room I had as a kid, but I don't think that, I don't know. <laughs> this podcast is long. I'd like to hear it. Huh? Okay, fine. So I, my parents. It's more interesting than any of this shit. Yeah, I, I had a really kick ass dinosaur room as a kid. My parents, like, had a, like, for one of my, like, early birthdays, my parents had a guy, like, do a whole dinosaur tableau. And nice. probably one of my biggest regrets is when I got to middle school, I was like, well, no girl's going to make out with me in this dinosaur room. Um, <laughs> And so I painted over everything but the pterodactyl on the ceiling, and it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a real sh- it's a real shame because that's the, the girls will be like, okay, the walls have got to go, the ceiling, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I still got you know I got made out with in there anyway, and it probably probably would have if I was still a cool dinosaur room. <laughs> they would have seen the vo- they would have seen the volcano and gone hell yeah, that's that's my feelings for you. Wow, that's awesome. I didn't have anything on my walls as a kid. Yeah, and now I, I do it I wish that room was still a kick ass dinosaur room. So Oh well. Yeah. 
Sounds like you need to put away childish things. Oh no! Pulling out a paint roller. <laughs> uh, so Aqua. Oh my god! This is this is one of the few good moments in this whole part because he says, "As Ventus must outgrow this toy, so have I outgrown my need for you." Which I don't know what that means from Venetus's perspective. Does that just mean that like? he met Ventus and saw that he's actually pretty shredded now. I think so. It's like, yeah, I don't need a backup plan anymore. Okay. I, I don't have the timeline in front of me. Maybe he encountered Venetus or uh, uh, Ventus at some point, but he pulls out his keyblade and Aqua like seethes at him and then goes, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> he is a freak. She's right. He is. He's a little freak. Mm-hmm. I just, it's so un- unexpected to hear a character say it. Yeah. Uh, she fights him. I think it's a good fight. I always liked fighting Vinny. It looks cool. Um, yeah. Uh, but she beats him and collapses and says, wow, I finally defeated him for real, for real. Ven and Tara can rest easy now. She passes out and flashes back to the famous weirdest brothers moment. Yeah, the the moment that still makes no sense in, in, the, in this and translation. And we, we see it, and she says, great. And then she wakes up, or Peter wakes her up, rather, and says, Ven's treasure, it's broken. And she says, the real treasure is the bond between the three of us, and it won't break so easily. That must be why he left the Keyblade behind. And Peter says, what? This is the moral of the story that we're in. You never forget your true buddies. I got a friend, and we're close. It's almost like a, it's it's sort of like you got a friend in me. My my friends are my power. My friends are my power. And Peter says, uh, "You should all come back to Neverland together someday." And Aqua says, "No." And that's the end <laughs> of Neverland forever. Hooray! They call it Neverland because we will never come back to this land again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. This part, I guess, was maybe... It was definitely... I mean, everything's better than Olympus Coliseum, uh, but this time around, but still bad. It's so weird, because I remember when we got to Olympus Coliseum as Ventus, I was like, oh, this is actually really good. It's not bad with Ventus or Terra. It's just the weird... The sexism was just kind of out of control in, in yeah. the Aqua part. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, at, at that point, in my notes, I was like, I guess that's it for this week. No, it can't be. No. <laughs> it can't be. That's too shit. So, thankfully, we, we do get to enjoy a little bit of plot here. It's not much, but Aqua, as is tradition, follows uh, a warm light through space, and it leads her to the Destiny Islands. Uh, she sees the Paupu fruit and says, wow, it's just like me Wayfinder. And she sees... This is funny because Terra has already been here, we will learn in a moment, Um Ventus, I think, has already left also. I think Ventus is the first one who comes here. Right. Um, but <laughs> Aqua sees Sora and Riku having a race, which suggests that Sora was like, come on, Riku, let's race. And Riku was like, okay, and then races him and then wins. And then Sora's like, rematch. And Riku's like, no. And then once Riku's had a little bit of a rest, he's like, you can race again. <laughs> well, that's their dynamic, is that Sora will never stop trying to race or fight Riku. Yes, he he loses the race and immediately challenges Riku to a rematch. 
Uh, and Aqua decides to uh, Super Mario jump on their heads. <laughs> they like it. She's she is on a bridge like six feet in the air above them and just like jumps down directly next to these children with her sharp metal boots. They aren't worried about it. Sora is startled, but he just kind of laughs it off. Um, and she looks at Riku and says, he's so sincere, like Terra. Sora, meanwhile, is just like Ventus. I wonder wow. if one of them might be special enough, which I assume means to bequeath the Keyblade to. Right, and then she notices that Riku already has a Keyblade. Yeah, she says he's already been given the power. I wonder if Terra was here. Um, and she says, Sora. Oh, she she gets their names. Uh, and she says, Sora, do you like Riku? And he says, Riku's my best friend. And she says, well, as his friend, it's your job to make sure that you're always there for him in case he ever gets lost in the darkness or starts going down a dark path. And Sora says, nothing. Yeah. Is Aqua partially clairvoyant or something? <laughs> I don't know. Tara can see the future. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they can all see the future. I mean, she's thinking Tara might, or uh, uh, Riku might end up like Tara one day. Right. Because it feels like he passed the Keyblade down to a kid who's very similar to him. So, if you ever end up in the same situation I am, stop. Do do a better job than I'm doing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Sora's just kind of like, what? Okay. Sure. Sure thing, lady. And she, like, tussles their hair and says goodbye as they run back to Sora's invisible dad's invisible boat. <laughs> yeah, all the invisible dads uh, were also just being sexist to Aqua during this scene. <laughs> Good thing we can't hear them either. Yeah. Uh, so Aqua sits down on the tree that they're always sitting on and says, One Keyblade is enough for any friendship. I wouldn't wish our lives on those children. I wonder what will become of us. And that is where we're stopping for this week. Yeah. What does that mean, by the way? Is she saying that she thinks if they didn't all have keyboards, they'd be better friends? Because it's kind of the only reason they are friends. I mean, I guess I guess I understand it in terms of the fact. Like, I think I think it's more of a I wish that we could just be normal. That's that's probably it, I guess. I wish we could all just sit on top of a clock tower eating ice cream every day for for uh-huh. for about a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. But instead we have to have Keyblade. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. I mean, this is this is what I'm what I have said about Birth by Sleep so many times is like on on the surface, a lot of these like emotional arcs are good. Just they're really jankily executed. Yeah, I yeah, it's this is the weakest one for sure. Unfortunately, yeah, I Aqua is such a fan favorite character, which I I mean, apparently it's not because of her story in the game that she's in. Well, she looks fun to play, and I think Aqua's personality is fine. But you know, I think it really comes down to there aren't any other playable girls, at least not up to this point. And yeah, it's cool to be able to play a girl that is cool. And she is a very strong magic user, and that is fun to play. I don't know though. Like I, I really do feel like Birth by Sleep is just such an anomaly for Kingdom Hearts because it's like so important. Like the importance of it is like disproportional to how like well executed it is. 
Whereas a lot of the other time when you have these like weird side games that are kind of trying some different stuff, they're not quite as crucial. Yeah, this but, this is like the inciting incident for all of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and like you say that Aqua's like her character and her personality are good, but like based solely on what we've seen here, like is it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I guess it's that she is a strong character that doesn't let people boss her around and that's different than most of the women we've come across in these games. Although there's plenty of, I guess there's plenty of women she, that, I guess she can fight. That's the main difference, I guess, between her and most of the women in these games. Yeah, because she very much does get bossed around. That's all she does. Oh, yeah. She just goes somewhere and someone tells her to do something and she does it. Yeah, I guess so. I don't. Just the only difference is like Tara is getting that from the villain of the world, whereas Aqua isn't. That's a good point. She's like, well, I'll do the games because Phil said so. I'll track down Stitch because the councilwoman said so. I'll I'll play fruit ball for three minutes because Horace Horse Collar told me to. Uh, yeah, maybe the third act brings it all together. Maybe I just I I've I've yet to be able to like scrape out even like a just a a a a, a, a milligram of <laughs> theme to this character so far. It's it's very aimless, very meandering. It really just doesn't work for me at all. So far, so far. Last week was better, uh, but still a lot of just watching people kiss. Yeah, and I mean, you know, as as a person who has played all of the games, I do like Aqua, so I know that, I know that things do go places. I I feel like I have to keep qualifying it, but yeah, she did so far. She did put a curse on Kyrie. Mm-hmm. That was cool. <laughs> I I curse you to be beholden to the whims of the male characters forever. It's true. <laughs> That's what happens. We'll always be following Sora. <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> you will never be on screen. <laughs> One time you'll get a cool keyblade, and that'll be cool. But that's it. <laughs> and then you will do a stupid girly little run. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts has some problems, folks, as it turns out. It does, but I still like it. But you know what doesn't have any problems? The questions our fans have? Our Donald Duck voices. Okay. Um, I wrote down those wackos almost made euros out of me. <laughs> yeah, we didn't read that that Phil quote. Phil sounds really sad while he's saying it. Like the actor was like, "I don't like this one either, guys." <laughs> he should have been overjoyed though. I don't think they do a single two words, one word, two word, three word in the whole game. Oh yeah. But this is Wish Us Duck. This is Wish Us Duck. where we try to sound like Donald Duck as we quote Phil from Hercules from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. What was it? Those guys... Those wackos almost it? made euros out of me. Okay. Those wackos almost made euros out of me. All right. It almost sounded like they almost made heroes out of me, which Donald wishes. He wishes, yeah. Euros is a tough Euros is tough, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Folks, it's not easy, okay? It's not easy, all it's right? It's not easy, and we're, we are Get getting... off our backs. We are getting so much money from Disney right now to be the replacements, but that's because we do the hard work of doing it once a week on a podcast. It's a lot of pressure. It is. 
<laughs> Disney, knowing knowing that when Tony Anselmo retires, we're gonna have to take his place to do all Donald Duck dialogue in perfect unison. <laughs> it's the only way they'll hire us. <laughs> we do have some questions, though. We do. Uh, we got one from Sauce. Oh, we did. Which says, do you think the secret Keyblade knowledge Ericus gave Aqua was just, you should take stuff from people's houses? Could be, yeah. Or was that, was that like, uh, that's like Aqua's moment of rebellion. She's like, I'm, I'm out in the world. I've never been away from home before. Eric, my master Ericus doesn't know what I'm doing. I'm going to steal this report from Merlin's treasure chest. Well, I think, you know, we, we know that Aqua, believes in the monarchy so perhaps she sees herself as like a, a knight who has the right to take these things from the- oh my god that is so ericus though he's like i am commandeering this right it's for the good of the realm <laughs> you will now sequester me in your home yes you must board me by my right as the keyblade master <laughs> he doesn't sound like that but you know what i mean <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so the answer to that question is yes, I do think that now. I think that now, too. <laughs> the end justifies the means, as I told you. This is good. I'm the hero. <laughs> do we have, I think we had some, yeah. some on your post. Uh, well, and... This is, this is on cohost.org uh, slash sounds about life for the record. It is. Uh, Cave actually in the Discord, uh, asked why we think the BBS protagonists are named after Earthwind and and water. Now, you've talked about this a little... <laughs> Were you going to say Earth, Wind, and Fire? I almost did. I very nearly did. Um, <laughs> Grass Dragon did say that also. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, you know, I, I think you kind of mentioned it. I mean, part of it, it's because that's the same naming convention that Sora, Riku, and Kairi are following. Um, uh-huh. I don't... Otherwise, I suppose well, what, what's, it, what, it represents... What do we pers- associate with those elements? Huh? Because I think Sora, you know, he's he's a free spirit yeah. in the sky, um, and I think I think it's also there's a recurring uh, concept of like Sora being the the one sky that unites all the worlds. Yeah, right. And and the yeah, I think their personalities kind of follow those elemental conventions, or at least you can make it work that way. I think uh, Kyrie stays hydrated. She yeah, she's always hydrated. Um, <laughs> Well, I think, like, water is associated with, like, healing and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe that works for Kyrie. I'm not sure. Um, she does heal him. Yeah. It's the... I think... I, I guess, is there something to the idea, like, Riku, he's the... I mean, I well, now I'm just thinking of Avatar. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Avatar because it's, like, you know, Earthbenders are very, like, you know, direct and... Strong and stalwart. Forceful. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't say other than just it's fun to do the three elements. Um, <laughs> That's the true answer for any anything naming related in Kingdom Hearts is Nomura decided that it would be fun to do. Yeah, it's like why is Vegeta called Vegeta? You know, like it's because it's vegetable and, and God, it's vegetable. Why are all the Saiyans named after carrots and vegetables? And because it's fun, r- radishes. Yeah, and and because it's fun. Bulma's family is all pants. Uh, yeah you know isn't there i think there's a there's somebody who has like a bunch of henchmen who are all named after percussion yes it's like my 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 loyal my loyal henchman tambourine will defeat you i think that oh who was that is that the non-canon is that is that garlic jr 
Might have been garlic. It could be garlic junior. It could be um. It could be like Piccolo's henchman from when he was evil. Oh, I think you're right. From Dragon Ball, I think that's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the answer. Uh, why are they named after Earth, Wind, and Water? Is because it's fun. It's fun to have a naming scheme, you know. It is. But yeah, I, I think that there's definitely something to Sora as Sky, but I, I'm not really too sure about Kyrie and Riku. Yeah, yeah, same. And then as for Birth by Sleep, they're named after Sora, Kyrie, and Riku. <laughs> right, I think I think that's all it is. Um, uh, uh, yeah, we do we do have a couple on the uh, the post that you made also. Yeah, Joe Joe asked, "What if Sora met Corey of In the House fame?" And I'll say I've never seen that show, but I do know what Sora does. And there's only two things Sora does: he makes you his best friend, or he kills you. So it would have been one of so it's it's one of those two. <laughs> Yeah, Sora would attempt to kill Cory. Uh the uh the secret service would show up and they would they would have the same information as uh as uh King Triton did. They would be like the keyblade brings ruin. Get him. Eject him from the White House. <laughs> and then Sora kills. I never did watch Cory in the house. I I was a big fan of that so Raven though. But I don't th- she must have been in it. I don't know if she was in it. I don't I have no idea. Uh, and the last question is, why must Pete suffer? Um, and it's because he doesn't bow to the monarchy. That's why Pete must suffer. It's punishment for his previous life as a bootlegger. That too, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, asked and answered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's our that's our questions for the week. We're on cohost.org slash sounds about light if you want to uh, send in questions. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Sounds Bout Light. I mean, you could tweet them at us. I'm very inconsistent about checking the Twitter. I'm I'm like, I don't tweet anymore, and I think uh, I think this might be the week where I finally delete my Twitter or de- well, delete my X. You, you, delete my X. Yeah, you can't. You actually can't tweet anymore because all the posts are X now. <laughs> so stupid, fucking idiot. Yeah. I feel like I feel like anyone who complains about Twitter now they have no excuse because <laughs> just like any of my friends are like, "Oh, Twitter is so bad." I'm like, "Well, it they they actually changed the name to X, which means that if you still complain about being on there, there's only one answer." Yeah. Um god. I mean, I could I could talk so much shit about that, but you know, it's going to be outdated 2 weeks from now. They're going to have like the building will have burned down because they had a gas leak for the past 4 months that was undiagnosed. So, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to speak too much on current events because it'll be outdated by the time this goes up. Which oh, speaking of which, this episode, you'll have noticed maybe that this episode went up on Monday. That's the new release schedule because that's when I can edit, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. I'm on co-host. Sorry, I was waiting for the listener. Uh, I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. You can also listen to my other podcast, Doctor Huh. We, uh, oh God, will the episode have been up? Yes, <laughs> that's another uh, schedule uh, that got flipped. That episode will have gone up on the Friday before this. We talked about the woman who lived. Arya Stark is there. Maisie Williams. That's the human's name. The <laughs> uh, <laughs> human. The fuck is wrong? Human. With me? Human. That is the name of the human actress who performs the role. Uh, we had we had special guest Roy on, and it was a good time. And next time, we're going to be finishing off the two-parter of the Satan Pit with the Impossible Planet. Oh, hell yeah. Fun. Oh, 
Did you cut out or are you waiting for me to say something? I'm waiting for you to okay. say things. Great, I'll say stuff now. Uh, yeah, you can find me on co-host at Achilles Heelys, uh, and you can listen to me on the F+. I think I mentioned it last time, the most recent one. I'm in it, and it's... Very creepy. It's so creepy. It's about Reddit creepy encounters, and it's a good time. And apparently not the kind you're thinking about. <laughs> no, not the not like what happens every time you log into Reddit. This is stories. <laughs> That's right. St- stories that are creepy. Every time I, I log on to reddit.com slash r slash taskmaster and the latest post is like, I, I was watching the latest episode and I got an absolute hard on for the following comedians. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's time for me to stop coming to Reddit. Well, yeah, unfortunately, it's the only place you can find anything anymore. But yeah, for sure. Uh, we're also hosted on noisepace.xyz where you can find other podcasts like Fear Baiting. I saw they were recording a new Camarocho radio today. Uh, you can listen to Zero to Zero, which I think is coming out tomorrow. Well, never mind. It came out last week for you listening. <laughs> An episode of Zero to Zero will or has or did go up at some time, such as yesterday or last week or next week. Sometime. They're still watching Mystery Men, and it's still good or bad, depending on whether episode two has gone up yet. Right. (laughs) I think that's it. Yeah. So like we say at the end of every episode, Keyblade. Keyblade. No Xehanort this week. That's That's why it was bad. Real shame. (laughs) Oh. Was that intelligible at all? No, I don't know what that one was. God damn it, it's impossible if you don't already know what I'm saying. Bring back Xehanort, okay? Bring back Xehanort. Well, we know we'll see him next week. Oh, that's right. I, <laughs> one last thing, I totally forgot. Uh, I did want to say two more episodes of Birth by Sleep. We're going to go to the Destiny... No, we already did that. We're going to go <laughs> to the Mysterious Tower. We're going to the Keyblade Graveyard for the end game. Except we're not, because there's more Endgame after the Endgame, and we're going to get into some of that next week. Okay, bye. Game light. Game light. <laughs> <laughs> Professional podcasting. Oh, that's all I do. A couple of citizens must have thought you had goodness in you, because you actually got a few votes. They knew you were looking out for them. Big whoop. I don't need their lousy votes. Just cough up my prize. They voted for you because they believe in you and care about you. How could you look down on that? I've tried to forgive a lot of things you've done, but this is too much. Now you've finally crossed the line. Like that matters to me. Besides, what are you going to do about it? Huh, I'm going to let you cool off for a while. Guards! Wait, wait, what? 